Pollers, welcome to Let's Get Fizzy Poll. I'm your host, Christy Sellers, and today we are talking with two special guests. I have with me Talena Buckley. Hello. And Legs. Hi. Also known as Leg. <laughs> or Keg. <laughs> or Keg. Um, there's a bit of a story there. Maybe we won't go into it right now, but. That's <laughs> not what you're thinking. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, actually, now we're going to have to. All right, take it away. So it sort of just stuck, and now everyone calls you Keg. Yeah. Yeah. I well, like it. Do you introduce yourself to your students as Legs? Both. I say Kirsty and Legs, and then I. But everybody calls me Legs. I get, yeah, I get 50 50, so it just depends. I literally uh, cannot imagine people calling you Kirsty. Yeah, me either. I think the ones that want to call me Christy call me Legs. They think, oh, remember that? Yeah. If they oh. remember my name is Kirsty, it's fine. But yeah, that too. Yeah, people always call me Kirsty, and yeah. I'm like, yeah. Oh. <laughs> I just answer to it. <laughs> I just people when I was um, on tour overseas, um, people were calling me Kirsty. I was like, oh yeah, sure. <laughs> sure. No, I I correct them. Yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's like when people call me Talana. I'm just oh, like, yeah. Yes, I guess, so. <laughs> I guess that's me. <laughs> Talana. Yeah, it's tricky because, like, if you're reading it, mm. the spelling and everything. Anyway, so today I've got these two with me because uh, Talana, if you didn't know, is currently pregnant. Well, well, well and Leg or Keg <laughs> has two little munchkins. How old are they? Five and seven. Two little up, girls. They come out at six and eight in April, May, so it's crazy. Wow. They're starting school. Amazing. Um, and I, obviously, I have three little bubbles. Cherubs. <laughs> Cherubs, yeah. yeah. One-year-old, two-year-old, eight-year-old. And they're a handful. So today, though, we wanted to talk about uh, loving your body after having kids. Because it can be, especially pregnancy, and this is why I think it's great, like Talana, you're obviously pregnant at the moment. Mine are very young. Lakes, yours are a little bit older. But a lot of our students are, you know, possibly that's going to be something that they go through in the coming years or have been through or are currently going through. So we just thought it would be a great topic to bring up because it can be something where you sort of get in your own head about it and yeah, Talana, yeah you're smiling so why don't you why don't you just talk a little bit about how you're feeling in your body is it how do you feel that you can't use it the way that you're used to using it yeah so at the moment particularly in the last few weeks last month and a bit I feel very weak like oh. I and I haven't felt like this for a very long time and it's a bit daunting I mm. think um, but even at the start of my pregnancy I wasn't very far along it was probably six or seven weeks and every time I would go upside down I'd see stars and I'd have to like have a minute and like pretend that nothing was going on because obviously no one knew at that yeah. stage um, but I did have a bit of trouble then and then even like trying to I'm like I'm 22 weeks today actually or at the time of recording um, trying to like get through everything and like not be like no, I'm actually just really out of breath. Um, you know, just just oh, trying yeah. to just trying to put on that face. I think. Um, and then once everyone sort of found out, it was a little bit easier to 
to um explain. yeah to explain I'm like cool so this is what we're gonna do mm-hmm. this is how it should be done just watch me but don't do what I do you know uh, <laughs> which was hard um but yeah definitely in the last few weeks particularly since I started showing and I didn't really start showing properly until about 17 weeks I've felt very very weak very yeah. weak yeah in your upper body or your core um a little bit of both right. a little bit of both yeah definitely which uh, it's literally been since I started pole eight years ago yeah that I felt like this and I, that was just normal then so it's oh, a very long wow. time and obviously like um I am worried about the recovery and yeah. I know I'd say to my students like just do do what you can you know you'll get back there you'll keep keep working and I've watched you this year I mean extreme circumstances you're going um straight from having Ollie into going into AGT training um but I am worried about that recovery process and getting back to where I was right I think the thing for me was that with Riley being my first I did put a lot of pressure on myself and I really felt guilty after I had her that I wasn't as fit as I was before I had her. And um, I don't know why in your mind you think that once the baby's out, your body just goes back. back. (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't. It really doesn't. And it was only really with Ollie being my third that I just understood and told myself that each little step is okay and the very, very small incremental improvements were what I was looking for. And I I wasn't expecting it to be able to do anything like I would go into the studio and all I expected was to try that was my and you can see my entire progress on Instagram under that highlight um return to pole Mm -hmm. and you can see my progress across after having Ollie all the way through up to AGT and the main thing in the beginning was yeah that I went in and I was like okay well I'm going to look different in the mirror than what I ever used to look and I'm going to feel different I'm not going to be able to do things but my muscles can only get stronger if I keep practicing with them they're not going to get weaker from practicing that's right and I think theoretically I know that yeah but realistically I have expectations of myself that that I just that subconscious right yeah I think that's my problem at the moment is that I know I know what I should be looking for, mm. but really I'm thinking right. Well, I should be right back to teach eight, eight weeks later, and I should be back into my high level stuff, and I should be teaching aerials, and I should be teaching pole, and I should be. And realistically, yeah. it's probably not going to happen like that. But um, yeah, I think it's just wrapping my head around that. Yeah, it's it's building. You've got to build a relationship with your body the same way you build it with another person. Mm. How did you find both pregnancies? Like? She was pregnant with abs. So. Right. <laughs> what are you even doing here? <laughs> um, well, I was always, yeah, into fitness before I ended up um, having kids anyway, so I think I was more so yeah, doing Pilates and, and stuff like that. So um, what would you, you ask? <laughs> uh, just after you had your first as opposed to your second did you have lower expectations of your body? Like when you're pregnant with your first, I think, because you don't know what to expect, you're just sort of thinking, oh, I'll just get back into what I was doing. Mm. But yeah. Um, I think I knew second time around it was going to take longer to get back to it, which it did um, compared mm. to the first. Um, but I don't know. I just, 
almost got back into it. Yeah, you're <laughs> very, you have a very positive outlook yeah. and you just sort of I just, get yeah, on each, with I just, it. each day, just kept trying to do more and more. It's like, just, I don't know, I think I just love it. So I just, yeah, accepted it more the second time around, I think, than the first. Yeah, and I, I think that if you set very small goals, like I knew my first thing was to hold a push-up position. I remember, yeah. To be able to lift my knees off the ground and stay in the push-up position for five seconds, yeah. I think it was, um, and to be having that as your goal when you've previously competed in the International Pole Championship. Like yeah. it was – it. but I, I – I knew that if I could achieve that, I could eventually achieve a push-up. And if I could achieve one push-up, I could achieve 10. And if I could do that, I could do the next things and next things. And my positive mindset really did make a difference to the speed of the recovery because I wasn't in my own head going, oh, my God, I look terrible and I feel terrible because, you know, you've just had a baby. So (laughs) you've got to give yourself a bit of a break. I mean, and I did, like I was there a lot of first times that you were you were doing all these things and I was watching your um, Facebook. Actually, I was filming some of those Facebook. Yeah, you were. Um, in some way. Yeah, yeah. So I do, like I do know, like having watched that, but, yeah, I think it's just once it's there, it'd be a little bit different. Like once it's happened, once my body's in whatever position, then it'll be like starting from scratch, Yeah. Yeah, it will. And that's okay, though. But what I did find was still there was the memory, mm-hmm. the muscle, or oh, not yeah. muscle memory, that's not technically the right term. We've actually spoken about it on the, one of the previous episodes. But the memory of how to do the tricks, because in your mind right now, you can probably perfectly do a fireman spin and understand what muscles go where, how it feels, how it works your body never loses that. Yeah. So it's only a matter of you'll feel weak, but you're not having to relearn how to yeah. do it. Yeah. It's just training your body to become stronger again to do it. Yeah. So I think I'm right with it because I started pole after kids. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think I would have been suffering probably a bit more if I was polling and then pregnancy and having to have the break mm. from pole. Yeah. Would be hard. And that's the only thing. I've never had a break from pole. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. It's been eight, nearly nine years and I haven't had a term off. Yeah. So, yeah, it started when my youngest was 18 months old. Yeah. And right. I got into it to find myself again. Yeah. And that was that started, that restarted my fitness journey again by starting. So, mm. At the same time, I'm actually really excited. Like, I know it's still a while away, but I'm so excited to get back into classes and, like, you know, mm-hmm. just have that time for like I feel like yeah. I teach so much, yeah. but I don't actually have a lot of time to to be a student anymore, and I'm really excited about that. Yeah, well, obviously yeah. the studio is going to be running without you teaching yeah. when you get to that um, end of the pregnancy, but that's a good opportunity for you to jump back in as a student when you don't actually have a role to be that's running it. the class. Yeah, mm. definitely. And what about students of both of you, like who are mums or who have just had babies? How do you find that? Um, the experiences are for them? I think everyone's different. Like um, Mm -hmm. we've had someone just had a baby not that long ago and she had, I think, two terms off. Well, no, I think it was one term off and she jumped back into her level nine class easily. I could still still do everything. Really? Yeah. It was amazing. Wow. Um, And then you get other people that do have to um, go Start from a push-up. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Everyone's a little bit different. So let's talk a bit about guilt 
<laughs> and the fact that once you do have kids, even finding the time, let alone taking the time out for yourself to go and do a workout and try to, you know, get your body how you want it to be or do anything for yourself, you're really sort of, it's, it's hard. It does become hard. How have you gone with that, Legs? Yeah, it is very hard because as soon as you become a mum and you have kids, you put yourself last it's just you do you do like you want to put your kids first or your partner or anything Mm. and and you kind of forget about yourself and I think that's where pole dancing did save me and made me realize I needed to do something for myself and then when I did I felt like I was a better parent as well because I actually took that time to do something for me so I could actually then be better for them if that makes any sense yes (laughs) so for everyone listening you have a new mantra and it is you cannot pour from an empty cup. Yeah. You cannot. So obviously what we mean by that is you need to take that time for yourself even if you do feel guilty. And, I mean, I'm saying this and I feel guilty every single time I walk out the door to leave the kids and do anything, let alone if it's – I just feel like if it's only for me it's not necessary, but it really is necessary. Mm-hmm. But it's not – it's not going to get groceries for the kids. It's not going to pick the kids up from school. Like it's, it's, if it's something that's completely just for me, does it really need to happen? And the answer is yes, it does yeah. because it keeps you sane to be able to be a good parent, I think. Yeah, yeah exactly. Even um, like we're, we're recording this at the franchise retreat and even just planning for the next year, I'm already feeling guilty because I'm thinking like, yep, okay, so when we, when we organise this, said child will only be three months old am I gonna bring him or her am I gonna leave him home I don't like I don't know yeah and I'm already starting to feel a bit yeah guilty I yeah. guess if you leave the them at home yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but <laughs> I know but you can't though because yeah otherwise you I think eventually one day if you just live like that you just crack yeah. <laughs> and you have a full meltdown yeah. Um, but we know that it is so hard and sometimes there's just not the support out there for mums to or to be able to connect with people that, you know, you sort of know already. So we've made a little group. Yeah, a little Facebook group. It's called Fizzy Pole Mums. Um, if you just search for that, you can join it. And we'd love to hear your stories, um, what you're struggling with, what you're feeling. Midnight ramblings. Yes. <laughs> Um, just how you're going with um, getting back into your fitness, um, please help me. <laughs> or even just relating to other mums about the way you're feeling as well. Yeah. Like I know even with my mother's group that I had when, when I had kids, I was saying something and then that someone else going, oh, my gosh, that happened to me too. I'm like, what? I'm normal. Yeah, you're normal. Yeah. That happened to me too. And just having know, that sort of. Yeah, that's so funny. Um, when I had uh, must have been Mason. No, it was Riley. And I got put into a mum's group and you start at like eight weeks old or yes. however they are. And um, I remember everyone goes to that group and you're just looking around the room thinking, shit, they've all got it together. Like they're all doing really well and I have no idea what I'm doing. This is still how I feel, by the way. But I look around the room and I just think that they're all doing so well. And then as you get to know these people, the curtain gets pulled back a bit and you realise that 
everyone for that first six weeks especially does not particularly <laughs> enjoy. But people are like, don't you love it? You're a mum. And yes, but no. Yeah. Like in that time it's purely survival. Yeah. And you're going on no sleep. I guess it depends what type of baby you get at the start as well. The time is just <laughs> like laughing. Looking forward to that. <laughs> no, but, but I think the thing was no one spoke about it. Yeah. And it wasn't until ages later that these these women who I thought, God, they've got it together, they actually said, oh, no, 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 those first couple of months, it's just hell, like just trying to learn what the hell, you've got to keep this little human alive and you've got to feed them and change them and do all these things and you just don't necessarily feel like the support's there or it, that it's okay to say, I'm not having a good time. Yeah. <laughs> so I think this group that we've made, we just have to have a rule that keep it raw, yeah. keep it real, keep it raw, and just be honest. Yep. Be completely honest. Yeah. None of the fluffy stuff. We would love to hear from you. Mm. Definitely. Even if you have older kids and you're just wanting to pull your hair out one day, this is the group where other mums will be there. Pulling their hair out as well. Pulling their hair out <laughs> as well. But also, you know, other mums are the best resources for information and products and other things like, oh, get this, I use this. Because I went to one of those mums groups and they were all using, I can't remember what it was, it was some product. I had no idea. Oh, what was it? Uh, I think it was the Wonder Weeks, mm-hmm. that app. Mm-hmm. And it sort of shows you like their leaps that they go through and the de- uh, de- yeah. developmental yeah. changes. And I remember getting that, and I was just like, oh, oh no, yeah, it was that, and it was um, the sleeping, the the routines, the book, the book. What was what's it called? <laughs> I don't Save know. Sleep. Save your sleep. Yeah. No, I know which one you mean, though. Yeah. Um. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna have to remember the name of it and it's, put it in the group. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Put it. I'll put it in the group. Um. But it's literally got all the sleep. Uh, routine and you can like put them down at this time, wake them up at this time. This is when they eat. And I remember as soon as I put Mason on that routine within a day, mm. he changed as a baby. And Sam and I were like, what is this magic? And I wouldn't have known about that if it weren't for the other moms. Um, so I think this group will be a really great resource and it won't be big, I don't imagine. So it's a nice little yeah. sort of smaller community to mm. connect with that are fizzy polars, but also mums too. Yeah. Yeah. And I think too, like um, just being a parent, there's no right or wrong with anything you do. There's always like, you know, 10 different yeah. ways you can do something and you can take someone's advice or read something. But just because you don't do what they do doesn't mean what you're doing is wrong. Yes. You have to suit to different children. Like I know my two girls I have to do one thing for one and another thing for another. You can't do the same thing as well. So yeah, it's all just a learning curve. Yeah. Yeah. So the rules are keep it real, keep it raw, keep it honest and no judgment. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. that. Put that in the description. Yeah. <laughs> doing every child's different. Every parent is different. Yes, 100%. Thank you so much for coming to chat and share your experiences with it. It's sort of a tricky topic because everyone's different, yeah. but we wanted to be able to chat about it on here in case it is, you know, maybe it's not yourself but someone that you know has just had a baby or about to have a baby and, I think the more support that you can have without judgment, the better mm. you deal with all of the things yeah. because you do sort of feel bad going like, oh, my God, I haven't slept for however however long. 
probably don't recommend having two babies back to back, everybody, <laughs> FYI, <laughs> because Mason didn't sleep until Ollie was born. He didn't. Mason started sleeping through two weeks before Ollie was born. So that was fun. Ava didn't sleep three days after she was born, so we're up for 72 hours straight. Oh, oh my, my God. That's, great. <laughs> that's amazing. Dalton was a good sleeper. But, but you're here and moment. you're yeah. alive. Yes. Yes. I survived it all. Well, <laughs> thank you, guys. And, um, yeah, have a great week and we'll chat to you next time. Bye. Bye. Let's get